Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I'm Anna David, and I interview actors, writers, musicians, and other creatives about addiction, recovery, and sharing their dark to find their light. Well, I think that all my heroes were drug addicts. This podcast features both the interviews and the stories. The interviews often share the dark. The stories often share the light. Oh, yes. I had eight butt cakes while watching 35 forensic files, but I did not drink. Are you a light hustler? Keep listening to find out. And I was like, really? Like, that's you? That's that's it? That's what I am? I'm just bad at being uncomfortable? So simple, and it also makes me feel like it's such a dick. Hi there, this is Anna David. You are listening to Light Hustler. It's my podcast, and it's all about addiction recovery, rolling your R's, uh, and sharing your dark to find your light. This is an episode that may be of great interest if you do listen to these uh, consecutively. It's similar, uh, in, a, in a sense, to last week's episode with Ruby Warrington. This one is it was with Jesus is with Maya from The Sober Glow, which is a company and Instagram account uh, that you should go follow and sign up for and everything. And it's about gray area drinking, a topic that years ago was something nobody talked about in terms of do you need to stop? I think it can be a very complicated issue. And she is someone who's built a thriving community around this very topic. So we know it's interesting. It was done over Facebook Live. Um, Usual caveat that uh, the sound isn't as exquisite as your pristine ears may want it to be, but that's okay. It's worth listening to. And uh, we talk a little bit about uh, if Maya wants to do a book. Do you know if you want to do a book? Just go to take a quiz to find out. Just go to futureauthorquiz.com futureauthorquiz.com. Thank you so much for listening to this. I now give you Maya from the Sober Glow. Hi. Hi. Hi, you guys. Um, I am here with Mia. Oh, and Tina is already here with a yay and a heart. Um, so excited mm-hmm. you guys are here. I'm Anna David. I interview people about recovery and mental health and all of the happiest topics out there uh, on Facebook Live. And then uh, I also release these as podcast episodes. So if you are listening as a podcast listener, you are going to hear us talking to people like Tina, who you can't see. And it is not that we are hearing voices in our head. It's that we are seeing them on Facebook. So if you like the people in your lives, please go share this. If you don't like them, do not tell them what we're doing here. If you know anybody who is interested in the topic of uh, quitting drinking, when maybe you're not relating to that idea of I'm an alcoholic or something as severe, being a gray area drinker, this is a conversation 
you need to be sharing or listening to mm. or watching. And I'm going to tell you why that is, because my guest today is the beautiful and luminous Mia. She is behind the website, uh, Instagram account and company, The Sober Glow. I'm going to read you her bio from her website, which says, I am a wife, dog mama, registered nurse, mm. breathwork healer, coach for the gray area drinker and proud teetotaling broad. Now, what's, hi, Mia, by the way, you're allowed hi. to talk now. Um, <laughs> can we take a moment? I do answer to Mia, but it is Maya. Why is it Maya? <laughs> Why do you spell, I thought, you know, I did Listen. struggle over that, but please explain this spelling to us. Then. So yeah, my mother wanted a little girl named Maya and then she misspelled it. And if I talk too much about that, she smacks me. So, um, yeah. Does I mom was, um, watch these things, by the way? Um, she probably will. Aww. If I tell her about it, yeah. Um, now, okay, so mom is spelled I hear these stories. I mean, you know, my story was that they named me Diana and then decided they hated the name and um, started calling me Anna. <laughs> but it but is Diana. It is, but I legally changed it, which, by the uh, way, you could do if you wanted you know, to. I thought about doing that when um, I was going to take my husband's last name when we got married, and, and I, I just didn't. But I said yeah. that if I ever do, I would change the spelling of my name, and then now I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to take my husband's last name either. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard once you've kind of gotten out there and, you know, this is my name, and then, like, suddenly you're really confusing people. Anyway, anyway, enough about <laughs> me mispronouncing the name but not feeling guilty about it because I guarantee people do it all the freaking time. Um, what is amazing to me is how quickly you have been able to establish this community. And it, it's a community that does so much. There's a book club, there's um, retreats, there's all this how. Please tell us about your decision to bust out with your experience and then how you were able to build this community. Um, well, I started the Sober Glow just for that, for community, because I was living in New York and I didn't really know anybody that wasn't a drinker. And um, it took about the first year uh, before I started the Sober Glow. I was sober for almost a year. Um, and I was complaining to my husband about not knowing anyone. And he told me to join uh, Bumble BFF, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I wasn't going to go online to make friends. And then so I started an Instagram account, his idea as well. And I went online to make friends. <laughs> Wait a second backtrack bumble bff that's yeah. a that's an, a version of bumble for friends mm -hmm. best friends and, yeah. and there are people connecting over sobriety there or you don't know well, that's what he thought i don't know about the sobriety part but there are definitely women hooking up with women for friendships yeah adorable yeah. so you you decide to start this instagram account you decide to actually listen to your husband and make friends online and what yeah. happens you register that handle and what happens next um, I just started following a couple of big voices in the community there at the time. There wasn't that many. I mean, there was, um, but not like it is now three years later, there's so many people out there talking about this and it's just fantastic because everyone has their own story, um, how they decided to quit or if they're on the fence, um, as Ruby calls it sober curious. Um, it's just, it's great because if you, can connect with someone who's speaking your own story 
talking about, you know, something similar to what happened with you, it's always, it's, it's just a great way to connect as opposed to just thinking like there's one or two voices or one or two ways to get sober. Um, it, it's just this community that's um, growing. I can't, I don't know, I'm losing my words, rambling here, but wow. um, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, it's just fantastic that there's so many people talking. Okay, and so and so you decide, was it a big decision to tell people, as we were talking about before, you do not share your last name. Was that part of, I wanna protect my privacy, that kind of thing? Um, yeah. Oddly enough, I am a super private person for as much information as I give online. Um, I'm also a professional nurse and I, I don't necessarily share um, my story with my coworkers and definitely not my patients or management or anything like that. That's a separate world to me. Um, and I'm going to keep it like that for a while, for as long as I um, need to or want to. Um, so, yeah. And so, okay, how were you able to build this community and this following? Did the following start and then you were able to build the community? I get, yeah, just organically and slowly. Um, I started in New York. I think I put it out there um, around December and just said, would anyone be interested in joining a book club? And a handful of women raised their hands. And then like in January on one of the... Um, snowiest days of the year we met in this tiny little beautiful room in Soho and it was awesome there's like seven of us um and we just kind of clicked from there and it grew from there and then we um I reached out to Lisa Smith um a girl walks out and asked her to be part of the book club because we had chosen her book for the next um meetup and she was all about it and then she even offered to host it and then she became part of it. And she now leads them herself in New York while I'm out mm -hmm. here in LA. Mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of grew from there. And then I just, you know, I, I got over myself. I stopped being scared to reach out. And I just started asking for what I was looking for. And people kept raising their hand or messaging me, um, uh, just wanting to join or do something or be active or looking for what I was looking for when I originally started a community. Um, and then I moved out to LA and I already had a community out here kind of waiting, um, when I got out here that I could call on. And I mean, it's been awesome. I've met so many people out here in LA just from Instagram. Yeah. And I will say, cause I was the most recent, uh, yeah. guest at this book club that, yeah, we talked about the book, but it really is a way to talk about our experiences. Mm -hmm. It turned into a conversation more about our experiences, which if you're having writers who are writing books about recovery, it's a natural organic transition. Mm -hmm. Did you imagine it just being something where you would talk about books? Or it sounds like you just wanted, you just knew this was a good way to gather people. Yeah, it was, yeah, the latter. Um, I... I mean, yes, I love reading and I wanted to talk to the author about it, but it was a great way for me to bring people together for a reason without just being like, do you want to hang out? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little sneaky on my part. I'm doing uh, this all for myself. <laughs> I, I mean, which by the way, in terms of starting a company, all the marketing people out there say, look for what doesn't exist and fill that hole. That's how you're going to be successful. Yeah. 
do you envision this uh, becoming a full-time thing where you're not a nurse anymore and the sober glow is your full-time gig? Um, that's definitely scary to think about. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it will go in that direction. We'll see, you know, right now it's a passion project. I do spend all of my free time, um, focused around it. So when I'm not working 40, 50 hours in the hospital, I'm, you know, doing something regarding the sober glow. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I didn't want to cut you off. Keep going. Oh, I was just going to mention, and now it's turning, all my vacation time is turning into Sober Glow retreats. <laughs> How many retreats have you hosted? Um, next week will be the second one. So it's brand new. And they're very adventurous. You even have a disclaimer on there. If you are not basically an adventurous person, this is not the retreat for you. Definitely not. Definitely yeah. actually not. Um, this is how I like to travel off the grid, um, low key, low cost, as low cost as we can make it, um, and just get out of your comfort zone. I didn't want to, for the first one, I didn't want people like hiding out in their, in their rooms or their hotel rooms. Um, these kind of retreats, like you're together, mm -hmm. you're absolutely together. Um, the last one or the first one in October, it was tenting, you know, we all had our own tents, but damn it, if we didn't want to get into those tents at night, like as late as possible. And we wanted out as soon as, you know, as soon as we woke up, because we wanted to be together. And so let's talk about your decision to quit drinking. Um, here you were, you were drinking, but it wasn't a, a quote, a dangerous amount or anything. What made you realize that it was not something you needed in your life anymore? Um. <clears throat> A lot of reasons. I started young. Um, I was the only child of a single mother, so I really didn't have any rules around me. My mom worked all the time. Um, I didn't have a lot of uh, parental supervision, so I was a bit of a wild child. I was always out running around, getting into trouble. That um, was still me in New York City at the age of 21 when I started working in a bar there, and definitely no responsibilities and absolutely no supervision. Um, but I was also the girl who was always the healthy one, the one who knew, um, uh, all the products to try all the, you know, all the healthy things, all everything on trends I was good at. Um, hold on, my computer's about to die. So I was living this drunken part of life at night, but, and then I started teaching yoga. Um, so everything on the external side of me was healthy, but then I, you know, I was getting drunk at night, dancing on bars, you know, smoking cigarettes, hiding in doorways on New York city streets. So no one, um, who I taught yoga to would run into me drunk smoking. Um, so there is, you know, there's an image crisis there. Um, this went on for years, definitely years. And my husband and I, um, we dated for a long time, 10 years, and then finally got married. At the time we were married and he looked at me as our marriage was starting to crumble. Um, and he called me a fraud and it woke me the fuck up. Um, and I, I stopped, I finally stopped. I had tried to stop. Um, with good intentions for many years, like I knew it wasn't serving me at all. I just, there was nothing else to do or I wasn't willing to look outside the box 
for something else to do other than hang out with my girlfriends and drink. It was just so easy. And did you, you knew about 12 step and didn't relate to it? What was that? I did. I knew very well about AA and Al-Anon. Um, uh, I just, I didn't, it's, it's tricky. I, I did go to a meeting looking for friends. That was before Instagram. Um, and I knew right away I was there for the wrong reasons. And I felt like a fraud there as well. Um, however, that said, I find the 12 steps um, it, very yogic in a way. So I really liked them. And I might even do them myself someday. Um, I, I do find that I do um, practice some of them now that I'm sober. And I, we spoke a little bit about that at the book club, um, making amends and, you know, um, stepping up into when you're wrong and um, apologizing. I haven't necessarily called people up and apologized for all the shitty, you know, things I've done, but it's a start. Um, which reminds me, by the way, you know, my yeah. first book, Party Girl, I was determined to keep AA anonymous. So I changed the lingo and all this stuff. And I changed amends to apologies. And I got people coming to me and being like, you misunderstood. That's not what it is. Because amends technically is making things right, which isn't always an apology. It's okay. amending one's behavior, um, which is an interesting distinction. All right, so, thank you. So, oh, that's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, love, I love it. When I can be like I said, I don't know that much. Um, um, but, but people do love to tell me about it. So, yeah, but you know a lot because you've been able to tap into something that I think is really, really important. And mm -hmm. another thing I've gotten a lot of feedback about for the first few years of this podcast was it's all AA people. It's all, you know, you're preaching this gospel. And it's like, I'm preaching the gospel of what worked for me and the gospel mm -hmm. of what works for each guest because we are all snowflakes, as they say. <coughs> Excuse Snowf me. Snowflakes who have to cough sometimes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so, and, and, you know, we talked a little bit about you. Uh, you might be sharing your story more in written form. You're a wonderful writer. The Go do check out thesoberglow.com because it's very articulately phrased. Um, is there, what, what would be the next step in terms of sharing your story? Hmm. Um, I was approached by a literary agent last year and uh, I never really thought about writing a book, um, but the way she approached me, it was, it, it made me um, very curious. So I sat on it for a while. I reached out to two of my friends that are authors um, who are also sober and asked them. And the first thing they both asked me at the same time was, do you even want to write a book? And I never really even thought about it. I was just like, okay, so maybe someone wants, someone wants me to write a book. I'll do that too. And then I thought about it for a while and um, I just, I just wasn't feeling it with this, uh, with this agency, which was a lovely agency I should mention, but um, it just wasn't the right time for me. So I don't know. I, I feel like there is a book in me. It's definitely not a memoir. I don't think my story is uh, fascinating enough. Um, so, but I feel like there is something in there, the gray area just to let more people know that, you know, it's not black and white and you can uh, kind of choose your path. 
and it doesn't have to look like anybody else's. In terms of you saying my story is not that interesting, I did an Instagram post this morning where I said, um, I've made I my not, not very interesting life story into eight books and thousands of articles. <laughs> it's really everyone's life story is interesting, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons I, I do this. Um, so I am just curious for anybody watching or listening, what would your advice be for somebody who uh, is questioning sobriety? Uh, what, what would you say? Follow it. Definitely follow it and listen to it. Try it. Reach out to anybody you know who's sober. Um, I have had hundreds of women reach out to me with that exact thing. Like, I know that this isn't right, but I don't know how to stop. And I don't think I'm addicted, but I don't know what my choice is. Um, just that alone, responding to them and just piquing their interest a little more, just taking that step forward, making it known, um, speaking it out loud is very powerful. Um, community, reach out. Yeah. So, and, and so finally, you know, we have to wrap up. So what, how has your life changed? We've touched on everything in terms of it's given you this community, it's given you so much, but is there anything else in a way that your life has changed as a result of sharing your story? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not as much of an asshole as I used to be. Yeah. Um, I tell the truth. I call myself out on my own bullshit. Um, I can pick up on other people's bullshit a lot easier. Um, my marriage, we like to call it a, our second marriage, um, is better than we could ever have imagined. Definitely a success story. And it was on the path to not being one. Um, uh, my gosh, everything is different. All of my relationships are different. My friendships are different. When I'm with a friend, I'm with them. Mm -hmm. It's not just to go out and drink and like disconnect um, from everything else. You know, it's, it's powerful. It changes everything. Well, um, thank you, Maya. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Sean, Sarah, Arlena, Art, everybody else, Tina, who was here. Um, I will be back doing another of these interviews. Um, I'm actually going to be doing one with uh, one of the authors that we're working with over at Lead Hustle Publishing um, in a couple weeks, but I will be announcing it first. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you, whoever can share this. And um, thank you, Maya. I really, really appreciate everything yeah, you, you do. Okay, bye.